Have you ever gone to great lengths to win someone back? Did it involve hiring someone to pour acid on your ex's face? Hopefully not. Uh, Bert Pugash had more mistresses than most people have cousins, had exceptionally bad decision-making skills, and sucked at being a lawyer. Uh, welcome to the very first episode of our podcast, Well, That's Horrible. My name is Reese Holly, and I've got my co-host here, Travis Vos. Hey, that was exciting. Uh, we, we love coming across horrible stories that remind us that life could indeed always be worse. We'll be tracking down these stories and telling them to each other, and you get to listen. Let's get horrible on this week's installment of Well, That's Horrible. Well, 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 that's horrible. To start off, I think we need to tackle some of life's most challenging questions in a segment we like to call Unprofessional Opinion. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Unprofessional Opinion. All right, are you ready for the question? I'm ready. Okay. What is one article of clothing that someone could wear that would make you walk out on a date with them? Ooh. I mean, you gotta go with gimp mask. Like, someone <laughs> just shows up first date, just rocking a gimp mask. Just the mask? Uh, Are I they mean, wearing any other clothing other than that? I mean, if we're thinking, like, full Pulp Fiction. Okay. Like, yep. Yeah. Like, just full bowl. It's tough to have a conversation. Like, is this a nice restaurant? You're walking in for, like, a, a very delicious steak dinner, and, and this person's just in a get mask? Oh, yeah. I mean, then, to be fair, I mean, that person be might fair. be me. So. <laughs> I mean, on the upside, if you're paying for dinner, chances are they won't be able to eat much. So, really, you're, you're probably going to have a pretty uh, low bill at the end of the night. I mean, unless you go to a hot dog restaurant. I mean, then you just... <laughs> just you know, fit it right through the zipper. Slide through. <laughs> we were just talking about the get mask with just the hole. Right. I mean, you know what the hole's for, but just the hole in the mask. It's for and hot dogs, Travis. <laughs> for yeah. hot dogs. For hot dogs. <laughs> just, just slowly slide the hot dog the mask. See, I mean, that actually... I think I'm talking myself into it. Into like, getting the gimp mask? I mean... Just to eat hot dogs? I think that's my new dream first date. <laughs> so, I, mean, I think I just awoke something within myself. <laughs> You're going to have some really weird Google searches after this. Um, I See, mine, mine was like a combination. I know that I said just one item, but uh, for me, it would be like full My Little Pony cosplay mm. and... Also holding a handgun and also <laughs> doing that really fast knee bounce thing that, you know, people do when they're nervous. Just that on top of the gun, on top of the My Little Pony. I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe the My Little Pony person is just match made in heaven with your gimp mask person. And they could just go to fancy dinners and comic cons all over the place. I mean, I feel like you just described the next mass shooter. <laughs> 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 I mean, you throw some far-right ideology in there. <laughs> Just complicates everything. Absolutely, some incel. <laughs> All right, so, uh, you know what, Travis? I think it's about time we tell a terrible story. 
Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. All aboard! So my first story is going to be about a guy named Bert Pugash. I feel like I need to address both his names, uh, starting with Pugash. <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I, I swear when I chose this story, I had no idea that it was pronounced Pugash. Uh, There's so many variations that I, I just wind up locking up with all the alternatives. Uh, so let's see, we have Shit Slit, yeah. Caca Crevice, Fecal Fissure. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you know that a uh, story is going to be insane when it includes some dude named Bert. Uh, I did absolutely no research on this, but I assume that his full first name is Bertholomew. So uh, that's what I'm going to go with for the rest of the story. Um, Old Bertholomew described his relationship in this story as a storybook romance. Ooh. So if your romance uh, didn't look like this, then it wasn't storybook, obviously. <laughs> uh, Bertholomew Pugash was born in, on April 20th, 1927. Oh, uh, same birthday as Hitler. <laughs> you just know that off the top of your head? Yeah, everybody knows that Hitler is born on 420. I mean, <laughs> isn't that what all those gatherings are about? Like, <laughs> Yes, it was, all, it, it was all about weed. All of it. <laughs> That's, that was the real dream. <laughs> so he was born and raised in the Bronx. He was a pretty successful lawyer, actually. Um, at some point, his eye was caught by Linda Riss, who was about 10 years younger than him. Uh, he figured that if he flaunted his money, airplane, and Cadillac enough, uh, she'd be super impressed with his personality. Uh, as part of his mating dance, uh, Bertholomew landed on the idea of just sitting outside Linda's house every morning in his car. Uh, real Twilight Edward vibes here. Either that or uh, Freddy Krueger. Um, now, if I've learned anything about women, and obviously I have not, uh, it's widely known that the best way to woo a woman is to be a stalker. Works every time. Flawless. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I can I can only assume that there was a lot of mouth breathing and creepy things mumbled under his breath while he was sitting out there. Just uh, I, I'm gonna steal all her socks and and most of her hair, not all of her hair, just, just most of her hair. Never all of her hair. No, 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 never all the hair. <laughs> Eventually, she was quoted as saying, "What the hell? It's better than taking a bus." <laughs> That's how you know you've really brought your A-game in the romance department when the person you're trying to chase after, when their option for going with you is, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you're just a real winner there. Um, everything really seemed great for Linda and her creepy Uber driver, um, <laughs> until it wasn't. Uh, Linda found out that Shitslit here had a wife, as well as a severely disabled young daughter. Real stand-up guy here. Uh, she breaks up with him and falls in love with a guy who was in the uniform rental business. Uh, I like to think that it was strictly uniforms for male strippers. 
<laughs> it would have to be lucrative, right? I mean, uh, the the cleaning fees alone would be astronomical. It's tough to get body glitter off of a leather banana hammock. I mean, that's what I've heard. Uh, so Bertholomew here, as it turns out, was not a huge fan of being replaced by a guy who deals in greasy man thongs. <laughs> so he ups the creep factor by calling Linda and saying things like, if I can't have you, no one else will have you. And when I get through with you, no one will want you. <laughs> he proceeds to hire a few goons to attack Linda in her home. Uh, but they're not content with, uh, you know, like your average beat someone to a pulp so they get uh, back with their stalker. You know, the classic. The classic. <laughs> Who know, hasn't? The greatest hits. <laughs> I mean, that's how I got married. I just, I sent, I sent some goons after Erica when she was like, no, you're weird and your teeth gap is huge. Uh, and I was like, nope, nope, I'm going to send someone after you to, you know, really take you down so that you know that I'm a good guy. Uh, so they wind up pouring lie on her face, which blinds her in one eye and eventually blinded her in the other. Ooh. Now, don't quote me on this, but I've always been under the impression that hiring guys to pour anything caustic on a person's face tends to be illegal. Um, it turns out that a judge happened to agree with me. So, Kaka Crevis gets sentenced <laughs> to 14 years in prison. Makes sense, right? What doesn't make sense is that after he gets out, he gets married to Linda. Oh. Like, as in the woman who got her face melted by this douche. Oh, fuck. For the next 24 years, they live in what I can only assume is wedded bliss. <laughs> that is until fecal fissure has to defend himself in court because he's been making similar threats as he did before. But not to Linda. Oh. This time, he's having another affair. And this new woman had apparently learned that he was scum, so he was back at it with the uh, not-so-vague threats of violence. Okay, can you imagine him trying to explain to Linda why he's going to court that day? <laughs> hey, uh, Bertholomew, my, my love, uh, so I, I, I know you're a terrible lawyer and whatnot and, and always love all your legal documents. You, you, you just leave them flung all over the place like some pompous flower girl, but <laughs> I just so happen to notice that this legal packet is about you getting charged with making threats to this woman. I'm no legal expert, but, I mean, is everything okay? <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry about that. You, <laughs> don't worry your sweet little brain about that. I know it's the exact same thing that I went to prison for before, but I for sure didn't do it this time. Plus, I've got the absolute best lawyer money can buy. <sighs> okay, good. I, for a second, you know, there I was just, I was worried you might be representing yourself. It's me. I'm the liar. I'm representing myself. Now, I know I allegedly had someone pour lie on you, and you allegedly can't see anymore, but I'm going to have to ask you to be a character witness for me to tell everyone what an amazing person I am. I, I mean, I, I guess I can, but you, you did actually. And second, I also, I'm also going to be having one of my other mistresses be a character witness as well. I, I, I kid you not, he had his wife 
and his mistress as character witnesses. <laughs> I know. He's got brass cojones. Oh, good lord. I know. I'm, so the, the line between genius and insanity can get pretty blurry, but I feel like Bartholomew either has a couple boulders for balls rolling around in his <laughs> pants, or, he, or he's just lost his mind. Possibly both. So anyway, he winds up actually beating the bigger charges and getting off. I mean, I think he's been getting off on this whole thing. <laughs> he has a, a problem with... I mean, just moving from person to person. Okay, she couldn't have been surprised. He cheated on his first wife with her, and then <laughs> cheated on her with other people like this. This was not... This did not come out of left field. <laughs> so... Uh, even with all that, they were married for almost 40 years. He was quoted as saying, a day after I did it, I regretted what I did. Oh, excuse me. I didn't do the Bartholomew voice here. A day after I did it, I regretted (laughs) what I did. If I could undo that, I would. (laughs) Blinding your wife? Blinding your wife. (laughs) I mean... Do you, do you think the guy who decided to smoke a bowl on top of the Hindenburg thought the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> Just, bleh. All I wanted to do is climb up on top of this big balloon and smoke a bowl. Oh, shit! <laughs> but, but don't worry, guys. Don't you worry. Pugash said he regretted it, so we're all good. <laughs> That's nice. The story gets weirder. Oh, no. Linda passed away a few years before Pugash did, and now the woman who was taking care of him in his last few years is claiming that he left his $15 million to her and her friends. (laughs) She did absolutely everything for him, and he even referred to her as Mommy. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, (laughs) Mommy. Uh, I mean, sure, it's fine when some old dude calls his nurse mommy, but when I call my proctologist daddy, suddenly I have to leave, and I'm not supposed to request prostate exams at Great Clips. (laughs) And I I didn't put this in my notes, but I forgot to mention, too, that uh, (laughs) so his nurse's husband uh, came out as gay, during this too, like she divorced him, but they were still kind of together, as she was saying that she was supposed to get the fifteen million dollars from Bert. So just, just a whole cluster, start to finish. This is like Tiger King level debauchery. <laughs> it going really on. is. It really <laughs> is. How did he get fifteen million dollars? How good of a lawyer was he? Apparently, he was pretty decent at it. I mean, if you can convince your wife and your mistress to be character witnesses against, well, for you, with someone else charging you with doing the exact same thing you went to prison for, I I feel like he he must have been convincing. But this this dude not did not look like a charmer at all. At all. I don't know how he pulled it off. It was maybe just money. Who knows? I mean, it was money. That's true. That's the reason why Linda got with him. It was money. It's the only thing that makes sense. I bet this dude comes from money, too. I mean, he has that, like, nepotism. Uh Uh-huh. He he just, well, I mean, he grew up in the Bronx, though. I mean. Maybe. Maybe. He might have come from money. Who knows? You have to do more research for that. I don't. I don't know these things. <laughs> <laughs> so, have uh, tell me, have you ever 
done something that you instantly regretted. Oh, Much yeah. like Bert here. No, instantly I mean, regretted having lie poured on his future wife's face. I don't I don't know how like Bert it was. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I was about 15 and I was hanging out with a bunch of my friends. And this was like height of MySpace. Like height of MySpace. And uh, we were... You, I was on MySpace. I didn't want to give up my seat. Okay. You know, you had to monopolize it. Right. Everybody was trying to, you only had one computer <laughs> yeah. between your seven friends. So everybody had to go to the one spot. Wait, so. you had seven friends? <laughs> what was that like? I mean, I mean, it was, yeah. I was homeschooled, you know, so I, I had my, I had my sister and uh, my mom. That was, those were my best friends. And those were also your exes in high school. So. <laughs> they were. <laughs> life, life was complicated. No, no I, so I'm like monopolizing my space at okay. this time. I'm like, don't touch the computer. Right. I'm going to be right back. I had to go do a chore okay. for my dad or something. And I walk away and then somebody else had showed up and all my other friends were like, yeah, go ahead. Like, go ahead and okay. use it. And I had warned them. I was like, I'm going to bare ass fart in whoever's face is sitting in that seat. Okay. I'm going to bare ass fart in your face. And, you know, as you do when you're That 15, was a very specific threat. Had you had you made this threat before or was this the first time? That was the first time I made the threat, but I meant it. But we had, you know, I was pretty wild as a youth. Okay. Um, so we had been on a... Seven week bender. <laughs> we were just drinking. And you were every how old day. at this point? We were like fifteen. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, we were drinking like every day. I mean, the only thing we did was get drunk and go to school and as one does. And smoke pot. And uh, I had not been having the best history with my <laughs> stomach system. I wasn't uh, wasn't feeling great. Oh, so it started early. And it started early. Yeah, you know. We had, holes in my stomach now but <laughs> something was going on back then too battery acid will do a number on you <laughs> and uh so the kid that came in he sits in that seat and i meant that threat so i walk over <laughs> i jump up pull my pants down and bear ass fart in this kid's face but i hadn't been regularly consuming fiber let's just oh, say no so <laughs> what happened was <laughs> uh, it was like i had turned myself into a fecal shotgun and blasted this kid in the face like it was call of duty like just <laughs> it was like <laughs> firing chocolate pudding out of a potato launcher yeah exactly that's exactly what it was just like just everywhere and immediately just I had to either decide if I'm going to just die of shame or just own it. So I just owned it. And I was like, yeah, that's what you get. Like, I'm like shaming him. My dad comes in. Like you'd been able to shit on command <laughs> yeah. onto him. In that volume and velocity. No, okay. What was this? You, you said you hadn't been having much fiber. Oh, was, we're was, talking, I could is there like the bulk door. there or was this like... It was this no. like sprinkler butt? No, I could have shot on a screen door and not touch one wire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. So it wasn't great. Um, so it was like filling whoopee cushion with and, mud and stomping on right. it. <laughs> and I had jumped and pulled my pants down at the same time in some miraculous maneuver of 
um, agility that I could never replicate and just face level. <laughs> just right there. Oh. Was <laughs> he I'm, still your friend after this? We're still friends to this day. No way. <laughs> we're still friends to this day. He's a great guy. You can't get that smell off, though. <laughs> he had to. Well, he ran to the sink immediately afterwards. Yeah. My dad w- you need was... one of those hazmat sinks with the, with the eye spray station on it. How bad was his pink eye? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he was patient number zero for pink eye epidemic. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. Uh, I, I don't think he's ever truly forgiven me, but and I don't blame him for that. But I mean, he's a great guy. He's a good friend. <laughs> have uh, Have you weaponized feces since then? No, I haven't. I do have. I I had a friend who uh, our thing was we'd go around at night and okay. we'd do just pranks on the neighborhood. Right. You know, just typical like egging, yeah. toilet paper, yeah. smashing pumpkins, yep. taking yard ornaments from one yard and switching them with the neighbors right. so that they wake up with one yard that used to have a swing set now has a bunch of gold gnomes and <laughs> you know so just. The confusion we we brought. I have some gnomes in my bedroom, but that's just for religious purposes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever you want. I've seen that on the internet. I've seen those butt plugs. So I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. They do not fit well. It's it's the little it's the little cone hat. You know, the top isn't bad. It's when you get to the the brim of the hat where it really widens out. That's where it gets uncomfortable. You just gotta get over that lump, and then it'll have that that like. And then you'll you'll just you're good to go. <laughs> but uh, no, we would go out and we'd just cause havoc all night. And I had this friend who his thing is we he'd run around a lot, have to take a shit. Okay. So he'd put his ass up to a mailbox what? with it open, and he'd shit into the mailbox ah. while pissing into the street. What? And then he'd close the mailbox. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> I mean, so he'd close it up so you know in the morning right like how do you get that out you gotta start from scratch you have to burn the whole mailbox to the ground we had another guy uh he puked on a mailbox <laughs> and it was uh halloween night when we were smashing or the night after halloween we were smashing pumpkins okay and uh he puked on top of this and we had just eaten like my dad's gnarly delicious but completely disgusting baked beans. Okay. Like, there's just so much stuff in there that shouldn't be in baked beans. And uh, he pukes on it, and it freezes that night, <laughs> and big snow overnight, so it just sits there. Right. And then it's, I go and look, and it was on a path we walked off in. Yeah. So we, like, tracked it for years. Mm-hmm. It, like, froze, and then baked in the sun, and then froze, and oh, then baked in the sun. No. And it was there until they, uh, the people who lived there eventually sold the house, and the, they had to tear down that, they took down that mailbox and replaced it. But yeah. it was like five years that there was like Good Lord. a decayed, but disgusting, <laughs> petrified puke on uh, this. And they uh, didn't do anything for it for years. <laughs> and these weren't like old people. I right. mean, we knew who these people were. Like, <laughs> As we know, old people just don't pick up puke. I mean, like, it, it'd be something if that was, like, some 98-year-old woman, right. and she's like, oh, I can't do anything about this puke. I just have to stare at it and suffer every day. If but, I had a dime for every time. <laughs> but no, it was, I mean, I think they just were... 
That's no, horrifying. Like, I'm not touching that. No, I mean, no. I don't know. They, no way they'd know what it was. But like, <laughs> right. Other than that, it looked like beans. <laughs> it was. It was Chewed beanie. Beans. It was chunky. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's bad. <laughs> so uh, I, I too, had a, uh, a decision that I instantly regretted. So uh, back in uh, probably junior high or so, I had a friend that uh, we we made some poor decisions together. And uh, this one, we decided that we were going to get into deep sea diving, mm. right, uh, in in Montana, because that's where you do deep sea diving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got a uh, – I had a snorkel. I pulled the mouthpiece off of it, and uh, and then I attached it to a garden hose, and I used a hose clamp – because I am professional as fuck. <laughs> and so I, I clamped the, uh, the mouthpiece to the hose. And we had a, uh, a trough next to our house that caught rainwater, which I have now discovered was probably illegal. But <laughs> we're going to keep that on the down low. Uh, and uh, so we decided to test the deep sea diving equipment in this trough. That was like a 50-gallon trough. So we jump into it. And realize that the water pressure is too much to be able to take a a (laughs) breath in underwater, right? So we also go and get a bike pump. But this is, you know, no ordinary dollar store bike pump because you can (laughs) buy bike pumps at the dollar store. Uh, This is one of those big ones where when you pull or push on the plunger... It pushes air out, so constant airflow, right? Nice. We're, we're thinking this through. I mean, you got the physics. <laughs> right, right. We're not dumb. <laughs> um, so we attached that. I think we duct taped it to the other end of the hose. And we... re-engineer. MIT. <laughs> right. That's how they got the, the spaceship to the Mars is duct taped the, the whole way. The spaceship to the Mars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the spaceship to Mars. I couldn't think of Did you uh, read about that on curios- the line? I couldn't think of the word curiosity. <laughs> the curiosity rover to Mars. It's fine. <laughs> Clearly you also went to MIT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, we took it out to a local lake. It's called Lake Elmo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is about a quarter mile across, about uh, 25 feet at its deepest point, right? So we get about 75 feet of hose because you never know how far you're going to walk. Who took you to this lake? Uh, that would be my mom. So she she drove you to the lake? My mother, yes. <laughs> she drove us to the lake. This this is a she test. She was crossing her fingers. She's <laughs> she like, really... that's one less mouth to feed. <laughs> Funny story, actually. So I'm, I'm my parents' only biological kid. They had me, and then they adopted my older sister, and then my younger sister. So clearly, they had me, and they were like, oh, hell no. This is what <laughs> our genes make? That's this no is good. an abomination. <laughs> like, let's just see if he offs himself by accident. <laughs> You're like the reverse of uh, Gabe from uh, Silicon Valley when he meets his bi- biological parents and they just fucking... We just decided to get rid of him. For adoption right. Three was too many and then we decided we regretted it. So yeah. we went and had another one and named him Sunni. That's, just That's exactly like it. Yeah, so That's the reverse. They, actually, they made you sit around and watch. Right. <laughs> Just told you every day. Like, <laughs> but see, this, child. this is a testament, though, to uh, the type of person I was as a child and probably still am. Because uh, my friend and I, 
we had <laughs> a 75-foot uh, chunk of garden hose, a bike pump, a mouthpiece from a snorkel, and uh, we also grabbed my sister's two-man inflatable raft. Oh. So all of these things we loaded up into the trunk, not a single question from my mom, <laughs> not one. So she drives us out to Lake Elmo here, and uh, uh, we pump up the raft, we ride out, and uh, um, I'm still not sure if I really wanted to go first or if my friend just tricked me into going first, but... Uh, Either way, I tried sinking, and I forgot to mention this, but I, I uh, tried sinking underwater, and I couldn't. It was, <laughs> I was too buoyant. Um, so were you, were you I, a chubby little teenager? Is that what was going on? I wasn't, surprisingly. <laughs> I mean, I am now. Oh, I float so well. <laughs> I don't even touch the water. I just float near the water. It's hydroplaning, but not moving. <laughs> so, uh, so I got a backpack and filled it with rocks because that makes sense so, <laughs> so smart. filled it with rocks and uh it had that that lap belt on it and uh it had a buckle but that buckle had broken <laughs> so i thought well i don't want this falling off so i double knotted that sucker around my waist just really cinched it down you know you don't want any mechanical failures on this Did trip your friend talk you into doing that too like i don't I don't remember. It's possible. Maybe he was trying to off me. Uh, I mean, it sounds like he was trying to off you. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we go out into the middle of the lake. I, I tie the backpack on and, uh, and drop backwards over the side of the boat because, again, professional as fuck. And you saw it on Discovery Channel. I that's did. How they, on Shark yeah. Week, that's I, how they jump into the water. They're that real sharks. <laughs> How's that again? Okay. I assume that's the sound you made. That is the sound. I mean, that's the sound that I make while eating usually, but. I thought that was your vinegar strokes. That just sounds like a mating call while you're hunting for something. I don't know, but something. Uh, but so I drop over. Syndrome elk. Just really demented elk. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I, I remember dropping over to the side and uh, being concerned by how quickly I could tell I was descending. <laughs> and uh, and then I still remember, too, the feeling of the thud as my back hit the bottom of the lake. Oh, and man. I'm sitting there and my buddy was not pumping that air fast enough and so i'm sitting with the mouthpiece shoved into my mouth just <gasps> trying to pull air through because i know i was gonna die this is where i die and uh <laughs> so i was like well time to abort mission so i go to take the backpack off and it didn't come off the, the <laughs> like somebody had double knotted it some idiot i don't know who that would have been must have been my prep team uh <laughs> but uh so i i wound up actually wriggling out of it mm. and leaving leaving the backpack on the bottom of the lake so if they ever empty that lake along with the you know corpses of other people that have died on the bottom of the lake uh they all will... the little kids just attached to backpacks <laughs> no. just floating 
there. The little arms just suspended. <laughs> Trying from, to chase after people. From other homeschooled parents who had had enough because they couldn't send their kids to school to get a break. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, this is the only way I'm getting freedom. Here, Jimmy, here's a backpack with rocks. That kid seemed to have success. It's like the reverse of Chris's story. He's like, Little kid trying to hint at what he wants for Christmas. <laughs> they're like, who watches this video? Oh, this seems like a good idea. This seems like something fun. Mm, did you know you can tie bricks to your feet? Huh? <laughs> they're telling you in-depth history of the mob. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yes, I very much instantly regretted that. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'm thinking that uh, we should probably go happy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Good news, everyone! Well, that's not so horrible. So there's this plastic surgeon from India. Okay. Uh, and he started this foundation where he goes around and he helps children that were born with uh, cleft palates. Okay. And a cleft palate is where the bones don't fuse together. Got it. Correctly, like right in the middle. Um and, uh, Seems like eating ice cream would be horrible. <laughs> Dude, so bad. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got that image now playing in my brain. But, You're uh, welcome. But he, yeah, he he does sets up this foundation and he starts training a bunch of other surgeons on how to repair cleft palates. Okay. And he does thirty seven thousand surgeries for free. He helps. He flies these kids in, uh, sets them up. Uh, Completely takes care of their whole family really? while they're getting their surgery. And yeah. Did you mean where is he based out of? He's out of India. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Yeah, and there's for some reason uh, there's a higher percentage of birth deformities in India. Really? So it's more common. I mean, it's not obviously not super common. Right. Um, I mean, but they also have so many people. I was yeah. looking at that today. Uh, <laughs> the difference between USA and India. Okay. Like, there's one billion more people in India than the USA. There's, well, luckily, like, India is larger than the US, so right. there's plenty of room. There's so much room for so them. So much. They just, so, such wide streets. <laughs> Yeah. It's so good. It's just all spread out. Everyone gets several acres of land. It's great. I mean, they do have a really big statue. <laughs> I mean, they do have that. <laughs> so they've gotten back on for them, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough public bathrooms, but they got a real big statue. <laughs> you know, you, you, silver linings. Silver, silver linings. Line. I mean, the, the people, as they're having to shit on the beach... They can look at it. Right. You know. It's a beautiful statue. I mean, for the rich people in India, like, that's great for them. <laughs> they have everything they want. You know, as long as they don't turn to the left and see absolute, just the complete poverty line. <laughs> like, that's it. That is right. the poverty line. It's, it's right, right there. It's right there in those slums. The key I mean, is just I, to not look down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you might see... The people you're stepping on. Oh, deep. Oh, oh. Yeah, deep. Going political. <laughs> well, that wraps up the very first episode of Well, That's Horrible. Uh, okay. Side note, I wrote Well, That's Terrible here. I got the name <laughs> of our podcast wrong in the script. <laughs> that takes that takes an extra special level of skill there. WTT. Uh, <laughs> WTH. Uh, so please like, subscribe, and rate on whatever po- podcast platform you use. Uh, that really helps us to move up the charts so we can get seen and we can keep coming out with these horrible stories for you. 
Uh, as we gain listeners, we'll be adding a segment where we tell stories um, from our listeners that are horrible. Uh, you can send those stories into info at wellthatshorrible.com. Uh, or hit us up on our socials. Uh, we're under Well That's Horrible on all social platforms. Uh, I We'd love to hear from you. So stay safe out there, and always remember to make the world a little less horrible. Well, 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 that's horrible.